What is going on, you guys? This is, uh, wow, this is the first official episode of myself. My name is Ethan, and I'm with my co-host, Alan. Yo, what's up, y'all? And my name is Alan. I'll also go by the Rib Tickler. Yeah, he goes by the Rib Tickler, guys. I don't have a I don't have a fancy username, so yeah, we're not going to get into all that. But so this yeah, this is the first official episode of Archive, where we go back and play our beloved video games once we were when we were children, and we rate them, see if they're still any good, see if they still hold up, and if they deserve to be archived, or if they need a remaster. Now. I personally wanted to start this podcast because there's a lot of games that I haven't even played when I was a kid. I mean, I was born in 96. So when I was born and when Alan was born, the the Nintendo 64 era was coming to a close while we were growing up. So and now it's a beautiful era. I mean, I had a 64 growing up when I was a kid, but I really didn't have too much experience with it. So I didn't get to, I didn't have the luxury of, you know, playing the, like some of the greatest games of all time. I mean, like of course I played, you know, Mario 64, Donkey Kong 64. I never owned it, but I played it. And there's a few others that, you know, I, I would like to play. So we grew up during the PlayStation 1, you know, Xbox era, as well as, you know, PS3, PS4, and, you know, PS5. And now there's so many games out, but more of the story is this gives us a chance to go back, play some games that we've never even played before. So I'm excited about that, you know, and, and with that, um, it is going to be a little difficult sometimes to play some games because right now I have a Nintendo Switch and I have a PS5. That, that's that's the extent of my gaming. Now, Alan over here, he is the video game collector. Oh, yes, sir. I have a, a PS2, a PS1, and a Nintendo 64. My Nintendo 64 collection is very scarce, so I only have one game for it. I don't even touch the fucking thing. Yeah, so Alan... Alan has the literal museum when it comes to the gaming history in his in his living room. So one of these days, yeah, well, it's getting there. It ain't, it ain't no museum, but uh, she the collection's getting there. <laughs> one of these days, I want to get you know some of the consoles that he has. That way, it's gonna be. I just want it for you know it's it's fun. It's cool. I love video games, and yeah, I would love to actually play some of the physical copies of like older games rather than you know playing digital downloads stuff like that maybe even remasters um but really quick um we're gonna get into the first segment here before we talk about the game that we're talking about today which is jack and daxter and the precursor legacy guys so this game came out for the ps2 um boy oh boy me and alan um wow (laughs) this is like arguably one of our favorite games of all time uh we grew up playing this game and yeah, I'm excited to dig into this game because there's some facts about this game that I didn't even know about. And I love this game, but after going back and playing it, I do have some some critiques. And I do have some things that really pissed me the fuck off when I was playing this game. Oh, 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 a couple of things. So, a couple of things, sir. So before we even get into the game... Uh, real quick, I do want to talk about some things that was going on when this game came out. So Jack and Daxter and the Precursor Legacy dropped December 3rd of 2001. So take a second, guys. Buckle your seatbelts. Let's rewind back to 2001. So 2001, uh, during this era, the the Xbox, the original Xbox and the PS2 were going at it neck and neck. Each system, from what I remember as a kid, they all had like mainstream titles. They all had their mascots and... They were going crazy at each other and 
it, it was the time to be a gamer as a kid. There were so many good games coming out. It was ridiculous. Now, um, Alan, I don't know if you knew this or not, but Grand Theft Auto 3 for PS2 and Xbox, I think it was on the original Xbox, right? Yeah. Um, it released actually, October. I'm, actually, I'm not sure. Actually, I'm not sure if it was on the Xbox. I, I don't know if it was a, a Sony um, exclusive or not. I don't, I don't think so. It wouldn't make any sense, but this game released October 22nd of 2001. Now, those of you who don't know, if you're listening to this and you've only played GTA 5, which I wouldn't blame you for. I mean, it's a good game. I'm just I'm just sick of that fucking game so much. Jesus yeah, Christ. GTA 5 is uh, overrated now. Yeah, it's, in my opinion. At this point, they're just beating a dead horse with that game. So GTA 3, for those of you who don't know, um, this game was very important when it comes to games nowadays, and this actually plays a huge role as to why Jack and Daxter, uh, I guess, took the turn they did when that series was out. Now, I, I, don't, pl- I don't remember playing GTA 3 that much, excuse me. Um, uh, I, I played did a lot of GTA 3 personally. That was one of my first GTAs. Right. I, I had a physical copy for the PS2. I don't really remember playing it too much as a child. Um, I remember sitting down with my cousin. I know he had a copy, and you know I would watch him play. There's a lot of video games that I really loved that when I was younger, I would like you know grow up and like look up to him while he was playing. I'm like, man, this game is so freaking cool. I want to play it so bad. Um, but GTA 3 is one of those games, and if I remember correctly, GTA 3 was the very first Grand Theft Auto uh, with, with 3D graphics. Yes, sir. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The uh, previous Grand Theft Auto games were all from a top-down perspective. Which I hated, by the way. I thought that was I fucking actually, nasty. Actually, I've actually never played the original ones. So, on my, so I had I've a PS2 game, for... I've seen gameplay, yeah. Yeah. I, I've had a PS2 for a really long time when I was a kid. And I played a lot of games. And uh, I remember I was obsessed with Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Like, completely obsessed. As a kid, if those of you who played San Andreas, <laughs> like, an eight-year-old, seven-year-old kid should not be playing San Andreas. I'm just going to let that out right now. I don't know why the I fuck. Hell no, hell no. <laughs> I don't know why the fuck I was playing this game so much as a kid. But Jesus Christ, was that game fucking cool. And I remember, I didn't. I never owned a physical copy of San Andreas. Never have. I only played it like when I was at a friend's house. My cousin had a copy. And I remember um, my, one of my mom's friends, she was a gamer and her, her daughters were gamers. And um, they were obsessed with Ratchet and Clank. And they knew that I played those games religiously. So they told me that they had a copy of Grand Theft Auto 2. Now, in my mind, when I, when I was growing up, Grand Theft Auto 2 was San Andreas to me. Like, the other Grand Theft Autos did not mean anything. They didn't fucking exist. Like, Grand Theft Auto 2, for me, was San Andreas. <laughs> that doesn't even make any sense. I know it doesn't make any sense. I know I'm, I'm with it. I'm with it, though. But, like, in my mind, that's how it worked. Like, in my mind, was like, okay, I got GTA 2. That means I'm playing fucking San Andreas, and I'm not going to fucking sleep. So, um, they asked me if I could, they could borrow a Jack and Daxter. Not Jack and Daxter, but Ratchet and Clank, excuse me. So I let them borrow it, thinking that I was going to get, you know, San Andreas. 
And I remember popping it in. I'm like, this doesn't even look like San Andreas. Like the disc didn't. It just said GTA. I'm like, this is fucking weird. Which I had never seen the San Andreas disc for some odd reason. Just never did. But anyway, I was playing this game and I was fucking devastated and pissed off that the game was from a top bottom perspective and it was the old school Grand Theft Auto 2 for the PS1. Say Grand Theft Auto 2, it doesn't even take place in any of the uh, any of the actual locations that in the newer games. Like it takes place in London, I do believe. Like the UK? Yeah. That's weird. I didn't know that. Oh yeah. I think it's the only one to actually use a named location. Yeah, I I didn't fucking know that. So that's news to me. I mean, that's fucking cool. I wish they would go back to like I wish I wish Grand Theft Auto would go to different countries. I think that would be freaking sick, but you know, unfortunately, Rockstar at this point is just beating a dead horse with GTA 5. You know, at first when GTA 5 came out, I remember Alan and I were we were fre- we were about to be freshmen, right? <clears throat> no, nah, we were it was 2013 when that game came out. So we I could have sw- sworn we, we were about to be freshmen in high school. No, we, we were probably juniors. No, no, I mean, no, no, we no, no, probably, no. So we were probably sophomores. No, no, no. I, I remember now. No, and the reason why I know this is because the re- here's how I know we were freshmen. So me and Alan, we had this game pre-ordered for a fucking... I can't even tell you how long we had this game pre-ordered, but we had it pre-ordered for a very long time. Um, I remember we, him and I, we traded in a bunch of our games, and we went half on a PlayStation Network card so we could so we could pre-order it and game share it with each other for the uh, the original PS3. That's how long this fucking game is, by the way. This shit came out on the PlayStation Three and Xbox Three Sixty, and it's fucking twenty twenty two. Oh yeah. But the reason why I know this game came out when we were freshmen in high school was I remember the day before Grand Theft Auto uh, 5 came out, I remember I was in gym class in, in high school, mind you, in, in, I was in gym class, and I remember iOS 16 was about to come out for the iPhone. <clears throat> now, what the reason why I remember this so well I remember I always kept my phone in my in the locker in the in the gym locker room, and I remember we after gym class, I go into my locker and we're changing. And I was thinking about that. That's kind of fucking gross. That we would go to gym class and we would go to like regular class like immediately afterwards without showering. Like I think that's fucking gross when I think about that now. Um, <laughs> but I look in my locker. And somebody stole my fucking iPhone. They stole my fucking iPhone the day before arguably one of the biggest iOS updates in history came out. And it was the day Grand Theft Auto V came out. So I remember playing this game, my mom being pissed off because we just got the we just got those iPhones. And I remember we had tracked that phone to a trailer park. And it, conveniently enough, it led us to the house that the fucking, he was in my gym class. We knocked on the door and as soon as he answers the door, I'm like, give me my fucking iPhone back. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, it, it, that's, it just pissed me off. So it turns out we had to call, like, we called the cops and they did, they did a whole investigation. His mom was like, oh, I'm so sorry. And 
Turns out he threw the fucking iPhone. He shattered it, and then he threw the iPhone in a cornfield. What a fucking kid! <clears throat> who, who was it? Who was it? I don't. I don't. I don't want to give out names. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I don't. I don't. As much as I would love no, to roast no, this can't, fucking can't, guy's ass right now, can't, can't be doing it here. I don't. I just don't want to give out fucking names in case someone fucking knows the guy. But what I will say, if you're listening to this and you remember me, fuck you. We will find fuck you. you. I we hope. <laughs> I really. I hope you drop your fucking iPhone and/or I hope you have an Android because fuck those phones. I'm sorry, Alan, but he Alan has a Galaxy. Boy, I'm sorry. Hey, hey, don't you be, don't you be smiting my Galaxy. Yeah, those of you that are listening to this podcast, I'm sorry if you were tuning into this podcast thinking that, you know, Alan and I are just going to talk about video games and it's going to be happy-go-lucky. No, this podcast, guys, we don't give a fuck. Um, we're going to say what we want to say. We're going to keep it on the low, on the on the low spectrum. Like, we're not going to go balls to the wall, fucking fuck this, fuck that. We're not going to fucking, we're not going to go on a whole fucking rant like that. We're not going to oh, go no. crazy and we're not oh, going to be no. offensive is what I'm trying to say. Sorry, I don't know how to fucking talk, I guess, but um <clears throat> welcome to podcasting. <laughs> but yeah, so the last piece of uh history that I have back in 2001. Alan, you might know this a little bit. I know you have a Galaxy. This has for this is for you Apple users. I'm an Apple user myself, so I don't mean to I don't mean to say it like that. But those of you who remember this, this this when I saw this fact, it really fucking pissed me off. Like it, it, it put me, it took me off the rails. So if anybody remembers that god awful fucking U two album they put on every single fucking phone when the phone released and the iPod, U two releases a fucking mega hit apparently in two thousand one, and they went on to win a Grammy. I did not know this, and I did to to be frank. I didn't know U2 was such a popular band or group. I, I just didn't know who the fuck U2 was. I just remember every fucking Apple device that I received as a kid. There, it always came with this fucking U2 album. And I fucking hate it. Like, I hate that they put the U2 album on every single iPhone fucking iPod. And I see it and I'm like, who the fuck is this group? And you can't even delete it. It's on there. It's on there for good, for life. It's on there. So if you still have... That, that, was, that was a lot of people's ringtones. And all you, all you would hear is fucking U2 anywhere you went. Everywhere. Everywhere. And what's funny yeah. to me is they went on to win a fucking Grammy for a mega hit single. And prior to getting any Apple device, I've never even heard of fucking U2. Maybe I wasn't musically cultured. That might be the fucking reason. But I just never even... I don't even know who U2 is. Nor do I fucking care. I just never want to see your shitty album on a fucking Apple device ever again. I don't. I don't care. No, you will be cursed with you two for the rest of your life. It pissed me off when I read that. Like, I couldn't believe that that fucking came out in that fucking year. But, um, yeah, that's about it for 2001, guys. There's more stuff. Like, um, there's, a, there's actually a lot of notable releases for 2001. Um, in terms of video games? Oh yeah, oh yeah. There was a Sonic Adventure 2, Super Smash Bros. Melee, Max Payne, Silent Hill 2, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3, Halo Combat Evolved, and Devil May Cry. 
are some of the biggest names. Don't you ever say Sonic Adventure 2 ever again in this podcast. Dude, uh, people fucking love Sonic Adventure 2. If anyone yeah. is listening... <laughs> I've never played Sonic Adventure 2, so I will take, I will take some words for it, but... <clears throat> if anyone's listening to this right now and has played Sonic Adventure 2, like myself, we all know... That the soundtrack is fucking gas. Like that, th- oh my God, Alan. <laughs> after, after we're recording, you have, you absolutely have to look up Sonic Adventure 2 soundtrack because it's the best soundtrack in a video game that I've ever heard in my fucking life. Now, if any of you have played Sonic Adventure 2, like myself, which I played on the original GameCube, I never had a GameCube, but when I was at my buddy Jimmy's house, he had a GameCube and he had it. Excuse me. He had a copy of Sonic Adventure 2. And that game is the biggest um, life waster, like in history. Like you will waste away, like you will waste away your fucking life playing Sonic Adventure 2. I I'm I'm willing to go right up. I'm I will write this down. I'll put it on my grid. I don't give a fuck. Like I will take a shot of bleach before I play Sonic Adventure 2. I fucking hate that game. It's fucking useless. It doesn't make fucking sense. The only good part about Sonic Adventure 2 is the fucking first level with Sonic. After that, the game fucking sucks. And what pisses me off the most about Sonic Adventure 2 is the cover is Sonic and Shadow the Hedgehog. And you only get to play as those characters fucking like four times. After that, it's just fucking useless. The fucking levels suck. The multiplayer is great. I will say the multiplayer for that video game is fucking amazing. It's awesome. It's a good time. But anything after that, that game is, it, it's a fucking disgrace. Oh, and Sega, no. Sega fucked up. Now, Sonic Adventure 1 was awesome. But when they made Sonic Adventure 2, they fucked everything up. They, they didn't give a fuck anymore. That game fucking sucks. So oh. I'm sorry if some of you are listening to this and you enjoy the fuck out of Sonic Adventure 2 and you think it's the greatest thing of all? I it's think the it fucking game. It fu- Al, have you ever played you never played Sonic Adventure 2? No. No, but I know there's someone out there who's like, bro, that's my favorite game ever. Yeah, and they're they're probably like Alapis that I'm like sitting here roasting the absolute fuck out of Sonic Adventure Sonic Adventure 2. <laughs> bro, bro, what you need to what you need to do is you need to get a GameCube. That has to be your next priority. And you need to get it. You need to get yourself a copy of Sonic Adventure Two, and you need to. Jesus Christ! I don't. I already got a fucking headache thinking about it. You. You just. You need. You need to play it for yourself. I, uh, it's. It's. I will look forward to it. It's. It's fucking terrible. However, I would love to come over and play the multiplayer with you because the multiplayer is absolutely fantastic. I would play that over anything. It's awesome. I bet Sonic Adventure 2 is probably like fucking $60 anymore. I bet you any game for the game. I said most game prices have gone up for old games. Oh, no, absolutely. Uh, and I see a um, copy of uh, Silent Hill 2 for $120. That's, and not even, not even it's an original case. It was on a box that just said Silent Hill 2. That's and dog fucking, shit. And fucking Expo Marker. You know how fucking bullshit that is? I, I just think it's bullshit that video game like retro video games are going to off to be that expensive, which I think is horseshit. But um, I guess that 
with that information, I guess we can talk about, um, I want to ask your opinion on something. So do you think it's going to get to a point where every single game is going to be digital? Like, do you um, think physical copies of games are going to exist anymore? Um, I bet we're two console generations from it. If there even is two more console generations, to be honest, because everything's just going to be like PC at some point. Like, there's going to be like no, there'll be like no blur between PC and console at some I, point. Yeah, yeah, I can agree and with that. And we're and like we're pretty damn close to being there. Like, like the PS5 and the uh, Xbox Series X are the closest thing to a PC you can get now. Like a high-end PC, at least. Yeah. So I heard um, I heard someone's take on this here recently. I've, I've been... So, for everyone listening, I've been listening to a shit ton of gaming podcasts. Um, this podcast is going to be heavily inspired by... Um, what's it fucking called? Um, fuck, give me a second. Shit. <laughs> I like, my mind just fucking drew a blank. Remember the game, guys, on Spotify. Um I've been listening to his podcast like fucking crazy and I love it. And it really inspired me to start this retro gaming podcast. Not only because of that, but again, it'd be fun for Alan and I to, you know, go, go back and play some old video games that maybe we haven't played before or some of our favorite games and just see how they hold up still. But um, anyway, that's besides the point. Now, what I was getting with that, um, I heard a take, somebody's take on um, physical copies of games and, you know, GameStop and other game and other like game store like or physical copy video game stores they're already like it's already bad news for them if you think about it because i mean gamestop has already been on the down low right but like when you look at it the playstation network um the xbox marketplace they're always having sales on video game like digital video games um like every week like every, I swear to fucking God, every time I turn on my PS5 and I go in the, the PSN store, they always have um, games going under for, for under 20 bucks all the time. Um, and it's like every week there's like newer games. And then, of course, you got the PlayStation Plus. Um, I'm a PlayStation Plus, PlayStation Plus premium user. And I have, a, I have a fucking huge access to a cloud of, of video games for free that I don't even have to pay for. I could just download them. Um, so if you think about it, <clears throat> they're, they're already losing in that aspect. And then they're losing in console sales because Lord knows you can't go to a fucking store and find a PS5 or an Xbox Series X. You might be able to find a Series S, but nobody fucking wants that console. I mean, it's the same thing no. as a Series X, but... It's just a wee bit less powerful in small aspects, and I don't think... The only thing I think it can't do is get 8K. And when there's yeah. not a lot of TVs that can do 8K. Like, there are no mainstream 8K TVs for people, right. you know? Like, I think you it's... To, you have to be pretty fucking rich to get an 8K TV. I think it's that and the fact that... I just think getting an Xbox Series X is like a big flex because I think it looks cool. I mean, it's literally a fucking mini fridge and it became a huge meme to the point where... Um, well, I think the Series X has a better design than the PS5, to be oh, honest. Oh, I agree. I agree. Like, I, I think the PS5 looks cool, but it's way too big. It's the same size as my PC. <laughs> and I, It's it's way too fucking big, like mine, for instance. <clears throat> I hate... I love my PS5, don't get me wrong. I just hate 
how fucking huge it is and how it stands out to like everything else in the fucking living room. And for a while, uh, my PS5 was having issues because, it, it, granted, this is my fault. It, it shouldn't have taken me this long to get it fixed. I just got my PS5 fixed because um, my HDMI port had broken. It has been broken for a long time. Not like it's not like it wasn't like fucked up, but it, it was kind of fucked up. <laughs> but um, it broke because it fell at some, at some point. Like I swear, there's even a chip like on the top of me of my PS5, which is kind of sad. But um, anyway, it's my fault. It took me for so long to get it fixed. For me, it's just if it's working, it's it's working. So like I would like Jimmy the HDMI cord to, to like I would Jimmy uh, plug it in, plug it out. And like Jimmy it a little bit to get it to pop up on the TV. And what annoys me is I was quote unquote finding the sweet spot. Like I was moving my PS5 around. And what's 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 annoying and what pisses me off about it is how big the PS5 is. So I, I had very limited room to work with because of how huge that fucking console is. Oh yeah. <clears throat> but um eventually I would love to get an, an Xbox Series X. Because one, I think it's a cool console. I've always loved Xbox. Um, I don't usually hate like I hate the console wars. I don't know how you feel about it, Alan, but I hate uh, console wars. I don't really care about it. I think like <clears throat> as long as you play games and you're having fun, it doesn't matter what you play. Right. Um, just I just don't, don't be, understand just don't be an asshole about it. Right, right, and I don't, I don't understand console wars because I just I just don't get it. Like, I, I understand, like, each console has its own exclusives. We all have their... Every company has their mascot. You know, Xbox has, you know, Master Chief. They got Gears of War. Um, that's basically it. <laughs> what I know. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, PlayStation, they have Crash Bandicoot. Uh, I wouldn't even call Jack and Daxter a mascot anymore, sadly, just because of how little attention they get anymore. I mean, well, um, I mean, Crash is owned by Microsoft now, so... That's that's very true, but Sony just has more mascots than than Xbox. But that doesn't yeah. matter. I'm sorry. I, I feel like I'm advocating the console wars, but I'm not. I just fucking yeah. I hate the I hate the console wars because I just wish we'd all shut the fuck up and realize that it is a great time to be a fucking gamer. I mean, it's 2022. You can literally. It's is it fucking raining right now? Is it? Yeah, it's raining right now. Um. <laughs> You can literally sit down on your couch, um, fire up your console, and play almost anything you want at a at a at a, at a touch of a button. You know, remember and then and remember like let's 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 rewind a little bit. Do you remember when like if let's say like you want to go play a game like on your PS2 or Xbox or even PS3 for that? Well, I guess PS3 was a little bit better, but let's go back to the PS2 era. Like you want to go play a game, and what happens when you get tired of your games, Alan? Like you get bored. What happens? <laughs> Nothing. You can't do anything. Like you don't you don't have any games to play. I mean, Alan and I, we talked about this a little bit the other day, Alan. Um we would literally and and uh, my my mom and dad, they they weren't my mom and dad weren't like we weren't like a rich family, you know, when I was growing up. Same. Um Same. My, my mom and dad did what they could for me and they wouldn't try their best to like get me like new video games or anything that I wanted. Uh, they worked hard and I appreciate everything that they did when I was growing up and what they still do now. 
my, my parents do a lot. Um, but I remember like we didn't, they didn't have money like to go buy me a new fucking game like every fucking week. So a, a lot of my childhood was spent in Allen's, Allen's as well. I, I would take my, my games that I just didn't play anymore and I had no use for. And I would take them to the, the trading, the trading zone that was like the local, like mom and pop game shop. And we would trade our, our old video games in for credits to get a new game. Yeah, oh yeah. That's how I got most of the games uh, during my PS2 era of gaming. But my PS2 uh, yeah. era also lasts a lot longer than most others. <laughs> Do you have any uh, fond memories of going to the game store? Um, I remember my biggest trade-in, and I wish I never traded this stuff in what'd you do yeah i traded in a sega genesis four controllers jesus christ um 18 games fuck and just just my whole sega genesis collection and i ended up getting like 120 dollars out of jesus christ which which like like you know like fucking 12 year old me is like yo i big bet big fucking bet i'm gonna go around see what the fuck i can get so i picked i ended up picking like six games and uh, i think that's how i first got jack three i got uh one of the spyro uh the legend of spyro games um i, I remember spyro yeah, I, I, God forbid, Legend of Spyro is god awful, but that's a that's a conversation for another day. So, one of my biggest regrets. Well, I won't say regret. I you know I don't regret anything that I did, like any choices that I made back in my past. Um, but I will say I, I have a couple of memories that I remember um, with uh, with Trading Zone. I remember my mom and dad got me an Xbox 360 for Christmas. It was weird to me. I don't know if you guys know this or remember. Not know this. Fuck. You guys don't know my life like that. But I don't. I don't know if I don't know about you guys or you, Alan. But I remember as a kid uh, when you're like unwrapping presents for Christmas, and all you have to do, like, you remember you see that one box, and you just fucking know what it is already. Like you don't even have to fucking open it. You already know but what the you, fuck you, it you, is. You could guess what it is. But right. Like- right. And it's funny to me because games, you know, they're, they're the silhouette of a physical copy of a game is so fucking like everyone knows what it is, the fucking rectangle. And I remember like every time I saw a fucking rectangle, like before Christmas and I saw my mom put it under the tree, like I already fucking knew, like I already knew what the fuck it was. I was like, fuck yeah, I got a new fucking video game. I don't know what it was, but I fucking knew I got one. And I remember um, it was Christmas morning. My aunt came over and we're sitting there unwrapping presents and I saw this big ass fucking square box and I already fucking knew what it was just based off. I, my mom and dad knew that I'd been wanting one so fucking bad and getting an Xbox 360 was like one of the highlights of my childhood. And I love PlayStation death. I loved my PS2, but having a 360 <clears throat> back in the day was like that was prime time at 360 oh my fucking god i love my 360 so much so many fucking good games 
Um, but I remember getting this 360 and I remember I, I shelved up the PS2. I unplugged it. Like it was collecting dust for a while. RIP. I missed that PS2. Um, but I remember I, I shelved it up. I put it in a box, unplugged everything. And I took all my games for the PS. I had like hundreds of games for the PS2, by the way. I don't know about you, Alan, but I had like hundreds. Oh yeah. But, um, I took it and I put it in the box and Ed sat for like a couple months and my mom was like, what are you going to do with your PS2? And I honestly didn't know like if they were going to let me even sell it. So I like, was like, fuck it. Like, do you guys care if I take it to plane trade or can you take me? Obviously I, I was fucking little. I couldn't fucking drive or walk over there. But, um, I took my PS2 to trading zone, all my games, took the console and you bet your ass they only gave me like 150 bucks. But as a kid, as a kid, like I was rich. I was fucking rich. And you all know what I'm fucking talking about. Don't be sitting there fucking, oh my God. I can't believe he fucking traded in his fucking console and his fucking games and only got 150 bucks. Don't you fucking lie right now. We all fucking know when we were kids and a family member or maybe we opened up a fucking birthday card and we got like a hundred dollar bill. We thought we were fucking Scrooge McDuck guys. We thought no, we were like the no, richest we were fucking rich man. Yeah. Oh yeah. We were the richest kid on the fucking block and you all fucking know it. So don't fucking judge me or judge fucking Alan for our fucking mistakes as kids. Okay. Because you guys fucking know you guys are just as guilty. And We've all I remember I took that. Uh. <laughs> I took that one fifty. And I got like so many fucking Xbox 360 games. Some of them I do regret, but we'll get into that in the future. <laughs> but yeah, I, I remember that so freaking so well. It was a good time to be a kid. It was a good time to play video games. And you know what? Today, just like I said earlier, is a fucking great time to be a gamer. So fuck you guys. I get into the whole console wars. Fucking shut the fuck up. We don't care. Um, but guys, um, Alan, what do you say we get into some Jack and Daxter, yeah? Yes, sir. Let's get into it. All right. So, <clears throat> as I said earlier in this podcast, Jack and Daxter and the Precursor Legacy. This game released back in December 3rd of 2001. Now, this game. Now, I didn't know I didn't know this game did so well, to be honest with you. I mean, I mean, go figure. I mean, as a kid, I didn't give a fuck about sales or didn't know like how good video games were doing. All I know is well, I was having a good time. So, this game went on to sell 3.64 million copies worldwide. So the, the game's budget was 14 million and they went on to make $49 million, Alan. $49 million. I'd say they definitely made their money back. Um, that's fucking, fucking ridiculous. And with that, um, I didn't know this at all, but Alan, did you ever see those PS2 games? that had like greatest hits, like slapped on the cover. Oh, yeah. So what I didn't know uh, that I saw online is any any PS2 video game that had the greatest hits uh, slapped on the cover, it meant that that game sold a million copies, which I didn't know. Oh, I, I, I didn't know that either. I didn't know that either. I guess it's like a, it was like a, a fucking milestone. Um, so once a game like hit a million copies, the game resold. They re-released the game. 
and slapped on the greatest hits cover, which I think it's funny um, because, you know, people bought it. People bought it. Um, whether that is maybe they traded in their old copy and they wanted to pick it up again, they fucking just bought the greatest hits. And, you know, PS2 games, for that matter, weren't even that expensive back in the day, if I remember. I think they um, were like, I'll go ahead. Actually, I don't really, I never really don't remember buying PS2 games brand new. I always got mine used or I got them from Blockbuster. Yeah. So um, I can actually do a quick search real quick. I'll see what the average PS2 game costs. So I, while you're doing that, um, I remember there was a PS2 game. There's a couple times I remember picking up a PS2 game, you know, in the glass in Walmart. And oh my God, that, oh man. I remember going to like Walmart or Kmart, for those of you who remember that store. I remember going into a store like that and they would have like the playable demos like in the store, um, which I thought was fucking, it was so fun. That was my favorite time to be alive because, you know, going to those playable demos, my mom would want to go grocery shopping and fucking Christ, you guys know how it feels when your mom, your grandma, they fucking drag your ass to the store and you're there for like a half hour, two hours because not only that you, and you know what this means when they go grocery shopping, you're not in, you're not in there for a half an hour. Fuck no. You're in that fucking store for like two hours because the moment, and we've all been there, the moment you're with your, your parent and you're with, you're with them and they're walking through the store. And as soon as they run into somebody, they know you bet your sweet ass, you're stuck there for like a solid 30 minutes. You bet your sweet ass you are. So I remember when that would happen, I would walk to the the video game um, part of the store, like the electronics section, and I would just stand there and play the video game demos like the whole time until my mom fucking came and dragged my ass out of the store. Um, But if I remember right, I think physical copies of PS2 games were only like 20 bucks. Did you find anything on that? Oh, yeah. They were uh, $60 brand new. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Same price. Never mind. Never mind. I lied. I lied, guys. I'm sorry. So it says, so so this says NES games cost on average about 50. Sometimes it would cost 89. Uh, NES, N64 would cost 70. And sometimes up to 100. Jesus Christ. So, I mean, I guess that's just, uh, that's just something for you guys to know. So I know a lot right now, um, with the next gen consoles, everyone's complaining that video games are they average right now. Like if you get a game on the store or, or a game in store, they average around 70 to 80 bucks now. Like the prices definitely went up. So I guess I just that's just for you guys. Like those of you who complain about prices, it's always been there. It's been there since day one. You just confirmed it. Yeah, it used to be um, worse. Yeah, it used to be worse. Hundred dollars for a brand new game. Fuck that. You got to think about this on the N64. Some t- some games required that you had to get a new piece of hardware just to play that game. Oh my fucking god! Like the expansion pack on the on the uh, Nintendo 64. You just like shattered my my heart right now because I just made me remember of a time where I don't know about you guys. I know a lot of people shit on this game personally, but it was one of my favorite games of all time for the N- Nintendo 64, and I never. Well, I guess I did have a physical copy, but I'll get into that. <clears throat> so I remember I went to Trading Zone because my uncle had gave me his 64. It was like the second time I owned one. Um, I forever and I still will. People shit on it so much, but I love Donkey Kong 64. I love that game so much. But I remember I picked it up at the Trading Zone. And I went home 
fucking you know you, you know how it goes you fucking get a new you get an older game you fucking blow the cartridge you stick it in which i didn't know this i didn't know this but blowing in the cartridge back in the day was bad for your games oh, i didn't yeah. know that i did not know that i thought that was like every, but fuck you guys you, you we all fucking did it we all did it yeah fucking, done it. yeah don't sit there and tell me you haven't done it but anyway um i remember i would i plugged it in and i went to fire it up and little did my heart my little heart knew I needed that expand that pink fucking expansion pass, or not pass, but that expansion pack for that controller, and I, I was shattered because it's not like I had my own income where I could just oh okay not not a big deal I'll just get in my car and I'll fucking go pick one up or I'll order one on Amazon because the if, the the internet really wasn't a huge thing back then too yeah it was just really getting its legs right and not everyone had it if you had it if you were using the internet you probably couldn't use your phone. Right, and um, I didn't even know like the PS2, the original Xbox, they had online. I didn't know that for the, like the longest time, and yeah, I found that out. Yeah, until after it was shut down, I didn't know. Yeah, I, I had no fucking clue. Um, damn, yeah, I had no idea. I know that. So I know the PS2 servers were shut down not too oh, long yeah. ago. Oh yeah. R.I.P. Um, but <clears throat> anyway. We're getting off track, guys. But, um, but yeah, um, let's get into some of the ratings for uh, Jack and Daxter and the Precursor, the Precursor Legacy. Now, we're not going to get into our ratings because we are, we are going to review this game. And we'll, we'll, we'll get to the end of the podcast for that. But um, IGN gave Jack and Daxter 1 a 9.4 out of 10. GameSpot gave it an 8.8 .8 out of a 10. And Game Informer gave it a 9.25 out of 10. That's a weird rating, but whatever. Um, so, Alan, really quick, do you want to get into what this game is about? Uh, yeah, so this game is about a boy and his friend who find themselves in a sticky situation. And he, uh, the youngest man, Daxter, the uh, little sidekick, he gets himself transformed and you have to go find the person to help you change back. And that, Which, is, and that is essentially the, the, the plot. And, and then you find out at the end that the bad guys are the guys you want to help. Or that right. And I, and I know that doesn't sound like a very interesting game, but those of you who have played Jack and Daxter, you guys fucking know this game is absolute gas. Like, this is one of the greatest games of all time. Um, now, I love Jack and Daxter. Alan is like a Jack and Daxter fucking fanboy. He fucking loves yeah. Jack and Daxter. Like, I, I, Alan, I, would, I play, Alan would I die. In, I play the entire series at least... Once a year, every year, I have a precursor orb tattooed on my right arm. I'm a which I think complete, that's a great tattoo. Uh, yeah, thank you. But uh, I'm a great fan. Uh, Jack and um, Daxter was uh, my first PS2 game, so like I've had it. I've, that's just been my game like my entire life, you know. At least my um, gaming life. I don't remember when I got Jack One. But I remember when I got it, I was obsessed. Um, my first PS2 game was Sly Cooper. That was my very first um, intro to the the PlayStation 2 era, um, which that's another episode we'll have for another day. I love Sly Cooper so fucking much. Like I love the lore. And I love the lore. And which brings me back, Jack Jack and Daxter has some lore. Like They have so some like, like deep lore. Yeah, some... Uh... Like the world itself is just an amazing world that you can really just get lost in for a minute. 
Like if you, right. uh, like you're saying, like you uh, start the game and you do this little intro and like on this little island that you never fucking return to, but it's a nice little starting island. It's called uh, Geyser Rock. You go there, you just learn your basic moves, your jumps, your your spins, your attacks, and all that little stuff. But you come back and then you talk to Samus the Sage, and he's here to he's trying to help you. But you leave his hut and you enter the world and you just see everything. Like you can see everything in the distance. You're like Oh yeah. And that's like, one of the during, things during, that... during that time, like that draw distance and like that kind of power and technology hadn't really been seen. And that's why that's... I still think this game really holds up. <clears throat> that's one thing that Just in the... Yeah. Go on. That's one thing that I was really impressed with. Um because what's what was always so cool about the PS2 era was, you know, each each game, like when the first game came out. It was, they, they were always fun for like a series, the first game, but that's just the developers figuring it out. They're trying to figure out the recipe and get it down. And then the sequels were always better. Unlike nowadays, I feel like the sequels are getting worse. And same thing with movies too, but that doesn't matter. Um, but the first game is always the developers trying to figure out the recipe and what works. And what impresses me about that is what you like, what you just said, the draw distance. For the PS2 hardware back in the day, that game looks to that game looks fucking fantastic, and it still well, holds up. And well, I'm a, I'm gonna say something controversial that also like goes with that. Jack, go ahead. Jacket Axe from the Precursor Legacy holds up a lot better than any of the GTA games graphically on that console. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I, I agree with that a lot. Um, which is funny to me because I don't know. It's just weird how video games work and how that works. But oh, give me one second. <clears throat> Had a burp. Jesus Christ, fuck. <laughs> I'm, I'm drinking G Fuel, guys. No, we're not sponsored by G Fuel. Um, but if you ever had G Fuel, you should you should definitely give it a shot. I think it's so good. Right now I'm drinking the uh the ninja cotton candy. Yeah, I'm a fucking nerd and drink video game drinks. Fuck you. But um <clears throat> but anyway, uh the PS2 hardware for this game impressed me a lot. Even going back at it today, uh we we just played this game recently, and right now we're currently playing Jack 2, because that's gonna be next week's episode. Um but the draw distance, because I remember Alan. Alan was, was significantly ahead of me. We started playing at the same time, and Alan just fucking goes ham on this game whenever we, we were playing it. Oh, and yeah. he was significant. I kept Alan. I kept asking Alan for questions like, "Fuck, I don't remember what to do." Alan, Alan, help me out. Alan, this, Alan, that. And I remember Alan was talking about a point in the game. It's like very early on. He's like on top of one of like the uh, precursor fucking towers or whatever and he's yeah, like fuck the, uh, Alan the, uh, was, temple yeah. in the yeah, uh, jungle yeah, yeah. he was just astonished by how beautiful like the draw distance was and how you can basically see like the entire game not the entire game but like basically like, like, like you can see where you're going like you can see like your adventure has an endpoint, and you can see where that endpoint essentially is or like right. big landmarks along the way and, it, and when I saw it for myself it was a fucking it was a fucking incredible. Um now granted Jack and Daxter, the story is pretty it's pretty basic. Yeah, it's it's, it's a pretty bare bones story, but it's it's one that's tried and true through like most media, you know. Right. And I do have some critiques about this game. Um I love this game, don't get me wrong. And I'm not and I don't want you guys to think that I'm giving this game a lot of shit because like I am, but I'm not. Like I don't hate this game. I don't dislike this game. I love this game. 
However, and I feel I feel very bad because um, I feel like a lot of my critiques, uh, the counter argument to a lot of my critiques is, you know, it's, it's just how old the game is and how PS2 games were and how most games were before the PS2. Um, those of you who have played it, this game is pretty much a collect-a-thon. And that's how a lot of the a lot of the games were back in the day. Like there was this collectathons. Donkey Kong sixty four was a collectathon. Mario sixty four was a fucking collectathon. Um, what other games were like collectathons? From what I remember, uh, Spyro. Oh yeah, Spyro was a fucking collectathon. Banjo Kazooie <laughs> conquers Bad Fur Day. And that's how they all were. Um, yeah, like, any, so that, any, any mainstream platform was basically a collectathon. Right. Um, fuck, even Sly Cooper was a collectathon to an extent. It, it wasn't, but it was. I mean, it's more of a platform, if anything. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. Eh, maybe a little bit. <clears throat> to a lesser extent. But, um, but yeah. Yeah, to a lesser extent. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, this, this game is a collectathon. So there's a lot of collectibles that you get. And one of the, the main ones that you need to progress through the, the game are called um, fucking power cells. So whether that's you're doing like a little mini game for somebody, for one of the villagers, or there's a thing. Uh, so every collectathon has this where you collect a certain amount of things and they just give you the main collectible. Uh, this game, they're called scout flies. So throughout the, each level, they're scattered everywhere in little red boxes. You fucking smash them. You collect the scout fly. And then after you collect seven of them, you get a, you get a, a power cell. Another power cell, yeah. So I know once you reach um, a certain amount of power cells, you move on to the next quote-unquote world where each world has its own little mini uh, areas of the game for like quote-unquote their different levels. So the the first world when you're in the, the precursor village, <clears throat> um, there's a few places. Like there's the the beach. There is the uh, the jungle. Oh my fucking God. Don't even get me fucking started already. They have the jungle. And- <laughs> <clears throat> fuck the jungle. Whoever developed the fucking jungle and thought it was a great idea, fuck you. I think that fucking it's and it pisses me off because it's so early in the game. And it's it's one of the basic levels. Um it's it's the first area you need to go to because there's like what I do like about this game is you're not necessarily backtracking, but you play it, you play through an area. And eventually you hit a point where you might have opened up a new area in another area, if you know what I mean by that. <laughs> yeah. So, like, when you start the game, like, the game kind of leads you to go to the beach first. Like, it doesn't tell you to go to the beach first, but it kind of leads you in that direction, you know? Yeah. So, but, like, you get there, and then there's green eco vents <laughs> there that you can't open, that you can open, but you don't open them until you go to the jungle. So you go to the jungle, you open these vents, and then you can go back to those points and the beach. Right, and eco in this game grants you like different powers. Like the blue eco gives you like an, an energized boost where it can make you run fast, and you can activate like certain platforms. Yeah, it helps um, you collect uh, surrounding like surrounding precursor orbs and other ecos. Yeah, like here the green eco, which is health. Now, yellow eco gives you like uh, you could shoot fireballs from uh, your fists, which I think is badass. And then the red eco, which is um, the most, just, that, which is the most pointless fucking eco there is. I'm gonna say, 
No, I'm actually curious now because I think it's badass. But like, yeah, well, what do you think about the Red Eco? I think it's fucking pathetic, bro, because every fucking character in this game is already one hit kill pretty much. So, and the Red Eco is pretty much just a strength boost. So you're already fucking just punching through more and more through a fucking stronger punch pretty much, which is just dumb to me. So what I have to say about the Red Eco, what you just said, <laughs> um, I, I I agree to an extent. It is pretty fucking useless in hindsight. But when you think about, I mean, some of the lurkers, there's you get you get to a point where some lurkers are like, I don't think any of them are holding shields in this game. No, but there's like there's the ones that are two hit that are like covered in the bones, but like they're like you get to one hit them now, which makes it a little bit easier, but. But There's like, also it ones. It's it just it, like it's already an easy game combat wise. So they, I feel like they could have done like something else with it. Yeah, and there's also ones that um, they have like little mini precursor um fuck lurkers like on their shoulders. So they're like giving them a piggyback and fuck that shit because <laughs> oh my fucking god. So Alan, Alan heard me rage quit a lot when we were playing the original Jack and Daxter. And that's one of this is one of the main gripes that I have about the fucking game. And I understand I'm not giving this game shit. I am, but I'm not. I understand this is an old game. This is how a lot of the games fucking were. But holy fuck, the fucking camera in this godforsaken game is so fucking terrible. It's fucking absolute dog shit. And I, I don't, I, I can't speak for Alan, but I fucking hate. I fucking hate the goddamn um, the timing of the buttons in this fucking game, like the response time. And I tested it. I tested it multiple fucking times. Um, like a lot of the games now are pretty fucking responsive. So back in the day when I was, I can't imagine. I don't think I don't think this was for all games back in the PS2 area because I remember Ratchet and Clank and Sly Cooper being super fucking responsive. And when I was playing this game, I would go to hit the double jump. And this is how I fucking died so many fucking times during this fucking playthrough because I would go to double jump and Jack wouldn't fucking do it. He would just fall and I would die every single fucking time. And see, a lot of the where, times... That's where this game's difficulty really comes into play. It doesn't really come become difficult in the uh, in the sense that... The enemies are hard, but like some of the controls make it hard, right? And but also and, that's also like that just means it's a product <clears throat> of its time, also, because like right and compared to okay. other games at the time, the controls are pretty great. To to compared to some at the time, at least right. And he has a basic move set, and I think the game is great. But like I said, it's just the timing of the controls. Like they really want you to time your jumps, time your spins. But the camera in this game is so fucking terrible that when I would go to spin, because he has, a, he has a, a basic spin attack, when I would go to spin to like a lurker or one of the other enemies, the camera is so fucking bad. You don't even like the death perception is terrible. So like I couldn't even tell half the time how close I was to a fucking enemy because of how bad it is sometimes. So I would go to spin, and sometimes I would spin too early, and they would, I would, they would just fucking hit me. And what pisses me off about this game is Jack only has fucking three hits, and he's done. 
And you, you can get a fourth, but you have to con- collect at least 50 spare green eco power cells or not power cells, but orbs and beads and shit. Are you talking about the little green orbs? Yeah. I didn't know that. So what I, what it was, so to my knowledge. That, that 50 next to the heart is a fourth hit. The 50? Yeah. I didn't know that. So I, what I had thought, what, what would happen every time I collected 50 was it would just replenish one of the uh, one of the parts of the heart. It, 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 it does that too, but like once you have, if you have all three hearts and then you're fifty, that's an extra hit. Oh well, that's fucking news to me because then again, there was never a point in this fucking playthrough where I had three fucking parts of the heart filled. It was I always had either one or two because I can never fucking time it right, and it pissed me off. Um, but yeah, I think, and that brings me back to the jungle level because it's either the fucking snakes or the fuck, the fucking lurkers with the fucking spikes. I kept fucking dying and it pissed me off. And in the jungle level, the jungle level is pretty basic. It's, it's a, it's a pretty much a, a, from what I could tell, it's a circle layout. Um, and you got to go through this fucking precursor temple to activate the blue eco vent and you you first interact with your your first boss fight. You want to talk about that a little bit? The uh, the plant. <clears throat> yeah. The uh, the worst boss battle. So I mean, this game's bosses are pretty lackluster in general, except for uh, the uh, final fight. But we'll talk about that later. But um, your first real boss is this this big plant that has vines that go throughout the whole level, and all he really does is like he'll try to chomp at you twice. And he'll send like a bug out each time with spikes. It's pretty easy, and you kill it in three hits, just like any other platform boss. And then, like, you jump on his head, and you get like ten precursor orbs. Yeah, and what bugs me about this boss is I think it's the stupidest fucking boss in the game. Like, and I feel like it makes no sense. Um, it doesn't make any sense for the story, other than. You defeat it and you activate the blue eco vent. I think it's a cool little find, but like, and that's all it really is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree to an extent, but I don't know. For some reason, when I was playing, I couldn't help but think that this was a huge fucking waste of time, and it doesn't make didn't make sense because I. Uh, I do. I do like. My- I do like that after when you defeat the, the flower, and the vines from around the city, like the uh, not the city, but the jungle, are all like just laying there, limp and dead. They're all dead. Yeah, and it's that like, kind of brings me back to one of my my next cons about the game is this game doesn't. And I get it. Um, they were trying to figure out the formula because I didn't think the developers of this game, which if those of you who didn't know, this game was developed by Naughty Dog. Which is known for some fucking oh my god some absolute some, some fucking of the, the best game. the best games of every fucking PlayStation generation. And what what bugs me is I don't think the developers thought that this game would do as well as it did or go on to do. And like I said, this is just them testing out you know the sauce. They're trying to find their secret sauce for the their programming for the game. And um, which I do have a counter argument to that. And why I think that they were extremely confident in Jack and Daxter one, um, but what what bugs me is they don't. There's a lot of things in this game where they don't really explain or explain very well. Like uh, Alan and I were laughing about this 
during our playthrough, like it, you there's get to, there's a, like a little side mission where you talk to Jack's quote unquote uncle of the game. Oh, and, <laughs> but like the thing is, and I will be on my way. <laughs> but the thing is with this game, they don't talk about the origins of Jack. They don't talk about his family. They don't. Talk, they don't talk about anything. So, like, even throughout the series, you don't. You don't even get to see his uncle, or even his uncle doesn't come up at all throughout the series in this game. Like, it's just one fucking time, and that's it. Um, nor do you even talk about your relationship with Samos or Kira, other than she's a, a possible love interest in the game. And nor do we even talk about um, your relationship with Daxter. I mean, it's it's basically it's like you just know they're friends. Because they hang yeah, out. Yeah, it's, it's, it's meant to, the player, I guess, is meant to, you guys are just meant to know that you guys are like friends and like that's it. When I first played the game, I thought they were brothers. I'm going to be honest. I thought they were. I did too. And, but it, no, they're not even related at all. And you don't even get, you don't even talk about your relationship. He's just like on your fucking shoulders throughout the game because he was turned into this fucking animal. And that's it. I mean, other than, and the, which brings me back to Jack doesn't even fucking talk in this game. They have he, a he fucking has, moments where he's about to talk, but every time he tries to talk, he gets interrupted. Or if yeah. he does say something, it's when he's falling to his fucking death. <laughs> right, right. He just screams, oh, and then he fucking dies. <laughs> fucking. But I think that this is one of like the, the first PlayStation games where the protagonist, the main protagonist, doesn't even speak. Maybe. I'm not sure about that. Well, but GTA 3's character didn't speak either. Are you sure? Yeah. I could have sworn he talked. No. I don't know his I don't know his name, but his, I didn't his, I, I, his name was Clyde. I, I what, a, one that, what a gangster name. One, that's a fucking stupid ass name. I'm sorry for anyone out there. I'm sorry for anyone's out there. Hey, you better watch out for my boy Clyde over there. I'm sorry he'll, if anyone out there. If your good. name is, he'll mess you up good. If your name is Clyde, I'm I'm so sorry, but I think that name is fucking. It's so bad. I don't. I can't imagine anyone naming their child Clyde. But anyway, um, yeah, uh, I didn't know that. So that's news. That's fucking news to me. But yeah, Jack, he doesn't fucking talk in the game, which in a way they make it work. Like they make yeah. the game work. Um, because Daxter, like every time Jack dies too, Daxter will kind of, it'll cut to like a first person view of Daxter, like shaking you or something. And he's like giving you shit that cause you fucking suck. Um, but during the game, Jack and Jack and Daxter are like kind of going back and forth. Like they kind of have this back and forth relationship. Like they're fucking with each other, even though Jack doesn't talk. Um, but yeah, um, that's after that. I mean, ev- eventually after you like gain enough, uh, power cells, you have to ride the zoomer across the the fucking lava to get to like the second area or whatever the second main area which um as a kid i'm gonna be honest with you yeah the next village which i'm gonna be honest with you as a kid playing this game um going through these fucking areas with the zoomer because when you're going over lava you have to hit these like hot air balloons to to cool down your zoomer because you're going over lava and if you if you hit a certain temperature it blows up then you fucking die and you get to restart, which I'm going to be honest, when I was a kid playing this shit, it fucking, it was fucking hard. Yeah, I had, a, I had a couple of times where I died just during this last playthrough, but they were like, 
they were mostly like my fault. Like I hit like something and I just got too hot and blew up. But yeah. And oh my God, I fucking hate the controls or not the controls, but I hate how fucking <laughs> it's hard. It's fucking hard to steer the zoomer. And which, which in the second area, there's a part, there's a whole dedicated area to the zoomer. Yeah. The precursor um, basin is uh, one of my least favorite levels in the game. I, I like it to a certain extent. I didn't I like, mind it. I, like, I didn't have I too like much parts of it. I didn't have too much trouble with the precursor basin area, which is just a field um, that is basically designed for you to ride around in the zoomer and um, fucking collect power cells. Oh yeah. Like there's scout flies. There's parts where you have to chase uh, lurkers that are like running around. Oh no, they're flying. I'm sorry. Yeah, they're flying. There's like these. There's lurkers with like little baby lurkers with wings and you got to chase them. And once you get them all, you get a power cell. And then there's a, a, a race area where you have to beat the time, which is like fucking stupid easy. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I failed stupid, it the first time. Stupid easy. I'm not going to lie. I'm sitting here saying it's easy, but I failed the first time. No, listen, I'm fucking... I, got, I only beat it by like a second. So like. I yeah. Same after the second time. I, no, my asshole was clinched. I was, I was, was yeah, bro. I was like, no, no, but yeah. But, uh, there's a racing one. There's a, I guess you can call it a time trial where you have to go through this colored ring. And once you go through one, um, other ones will pop up and you got to go through them all. And once you get it, you get a power. So, but there's two of them. There's a green one and there's a fucking blue one. And I didn't fucking do the blue one, which I will give this game credit in a sense of, I think they understood that some, there's going to be some parts in this game that are like too difficult for people, which is fucking me. And you don't have to collect every single power cell to progress and beat the game. You can skip. And there's even uh, options in each world um, that you can actually buy power cells of the orbs from this, um, what does he call it? He's like an an oracle. He's like a statue that fucking talks and um, there's a point in which when I was talking about earlier, I think the developers for this game were extremely confident that they were going to have a sequel and it was going to do well because um, there is a part where the Oracle will say he will go on to kind of um, to foreshadow like the sequels of the games. He says, oh, I have it written down here somewhere. Um, where is it at? Fuck. <coughs> Oh, the Oracle will say he, he will in, in one part when you buy a um, power cell from him with 90 orbs. No, 120. That's what it is. Uh, he says, I can see the light within. Like he just knows Like he already knows already that like he's kind of foreshadowing. And we'll get into that later on in the podcast. But um, but yeah, uh, I, I didn't collect every single fucking power cell because that blue time trial fucked me up so bad because there's a part where like one of the rings is above the water and I, it doesn't like tell you which way to go, like left or right. And I went right and I, you have to like try and jump over the fucking water to get it. And for some reason I just couldn't do it. So I, I skipped it. But um, there's a, there's another part that, um, Alan fucking hates, but I didn't have too much trouble, and that was the uh, the underground, um, hidden city, like precursor city. Uh, so I, Alan, I, if you want to no, talk well, about, it. well, so I love this level, but I I will just say like it just kind of it pisses me off going back to it after so many times, just because like some parts of it are just kind of annoying. Yeah, I, I I didn't have too much trouble, um, 
But the part, the only part that I had trouble with the underground city was uh, there's a part where you hit a, you got to jump on these two platforms and you got to like, cause once you jump on one, the other one will move around. It kind of where you, wherever you want to go. And so it's about timing. Um, and you take these platforms and there's three, there's three big ass buttons with vents. There's two scout flies and there's a power cell. So you slap each button and you watch the, the scout fly or the power cell get sucked up into the vent and it goes to a, uh, another part of the, the room and you have to make your way to that part of the room and collect it before time runs out and it gets sucked back in. So that was like one of the only parts that I was kind of annoyed with because they, to be honest with you, they don't give you a lot of time. Um, so there was a few points where, you know, I was fucking, my fucking asshole was clenched and I was trying to make sure that I made the time so I could fucking collect them. Um, but other than that, I didn't have too much trouble with this part of the with this part of the game. But uh, once you beat that, um, I think it's I can't remember how many power cells it is, but you get to you get to interact with your second boss fight in the game. Um, Alan, you want to talk about the second boss fight? Oh, the uh, dude in the uh, lava cave or whatever it is. Yeah, his name is Claw. His name is Claw. Claw. Uh, Claw. Well, it was a little interesting fight. It's uh, the first one that has at least a little bit of difficulty. Um, so what he does is he sh- he'll shoot three project like projectiles at you, and you have like three platforms you can jump back and forth to. And once you get done with that sequence, you, know, you uh, pick up some blue eco and some precursor bases pop up. You run across them, and then you grab some orange eco and you shoot at ball, and then he'll throw. Yeah. While he's doing that, he's charging up another boulder. He throws the boulder at you, and then you have to do like a crash bandicoot boulder sequence sort of thing, but it's kind of short. So um, when I was playing this boss, I don't know if this was like a, a, like a glitch. So I was playing this game on my PS5, and I, I can't tell if it's like an actual download or if it's like a cloud-based game, because I know most of the old PlayStation games you can play on, like it's like streaming. So I don't know if that was the issue. So I did have some frame rate issues and going through the playthrough. And um, Alan, you were actually playing this on your original PS2, right? No, I have the. I was playing this on my PS4. Oh, you're playing the PS4 yeah, port? Yeah, I don't have. I don't have these on my PS2. So this game um, has been ported several fucking times. Um, this game, they they re-released it with the greatest hits. They ported it over to the PS3. You could buy the HD collection, which I I didn't have a copy. Well, I remember actually, no, I bought the HD collection digitally on the PSN store on the PS3. I did as well. And then I didn't know that they ported it over and had a physical copy of the HD collection on the PS4. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, and they're, they're actually kind of rare. I do believe I seen one. It was like eighty dollars for Jesus that, Christ. That, it was Jack Two on the PS4. Now I know that um you can there was like a a huge collectible that came with um the HD collection for the PS4. The, uh, the Bibles. <clears throat> yeah, and it and it was very rare from my knowledge. I've never seen one in person, but I think one of them actually comes with a precursor orb. Oh. I I've oh, that, but that'd be I would I, think, I would love that. I think it's either a precursor orb or it's a um it's one of the uh the seal artifacts from Jack 2. I do believe. Hmm. But um but yeah, I mean, from what I could tell they're they're pretty rare. I've never seen one in person. I've never seen pictures of one, but I remember listening to a podcast and someone was talking about that they had like 
a fucking abnormal collection of like Jack and Daxter lore um, artifacts. But um, anyway, uh, when I was playing this boss fight against Claw, um, once you dodge his uh, his boulder attacks, um, like Alan was saying, a uh, some blue eco will will spawn in and it will allow you to summon the uh, platforms for you to go damage Claw. And for whatever fucking reason, the fucking blue eco didn't fucking spawn for me, and I had to I had to wait it out, which was fu- it was it was just it was just awkward because I was just standing there on the fucking lava platforms and Claw was just like just fucking chilling like across the way. And I was just fucking shoulder popped up in the air. Like, yeah. Yeah. He was just fucking standing there. Just, and it was fucking awkward for like a solid, like two minutes. I just stood there. I was like, fuck, but this is fucking, this is fucking terrible. My immersion. Um, yeah. I, I was fucking pissed off. I was like, what the fuck? So, you know, after I beat him, um, you know, you go to the next world and, uh, the next world. Oh my fucking god! Oh my fucking god! Worst part of the game. Worst part of the fucking game, and we're not even talking about the the levels within the area. Like the area itself is fucking bad. Like it's just fucking terrible design. Um, those. Oh my god! Those of you who fucking who fucking played this game know what the fuck I'm talking about. The fucking stupid ass um, fucking sound. Go ahead. <laughs> so, in order for you to navigate this area, because you're, from what it looks like, you're in a fucking volcano. That's what it looks like. Um, and obviously, there's fucking lava below you, and the only way you can navigate through this area is you have to stand on these mine carts that are just mindlessly fucking going in a constant loop on some rails. And that is the fucking sound you fucking hear. And they're, they're oh my God, they're fucking slow. So they're awful. so fucking slow, like beyond fucking slow. And um, in order for you to get to these different areas of the game, you have to fucking ride these carts. And they're just fucking terrible. And um, so, oh my fucking God. Alan, you can go ahead and talk about one of these levels because I, um, I don't want to lose my shit. So. This uh, one of these mine courts takes you to the absolute worst level in the game, and that is the spider cave. Fuck that level! Fuck yeah. that level so, so fucking much. So I love the design of the spider cave through and honestly, like it's it is a great level. Honestly, you're high. No, you're like, fucking high. No, listen, but it is it is the most annoying level in the game. Because of everything that, like, like I love the atmosphere that it has, but just the way it's done is is just god awful to me. Like the part where you have to walk in the dark and hit up these these crystals that light up the area. Oh, like, I'll be honest, I didn't mind that part. Oh, yeah. Which is funny to me because one of my biggest gripes is how annoying this fucking spider cave is, and I, I didn't have too much trouble um, hitting the crystals to light up. To like, I guess continue down the path. I didn't oh, have yeah. trouble with that. Um, but yeah, I, there's a surprise. There's a part where you find a big precursor robot, and I think that part's really cool. Like that whole little set piece where you climb up around it. That's a really cool moment. But like the first room that you come into is just a big like bunch of pillars and centipedes everywhere, and it's just not fun right there. <laughs> just not fun at all. So. 
one of the things that I, I will give uh, credit when credit is due about the spider cave is like you were saying, um, <clears throat> one of the power cells is located on top of this fucking giant precursor robot, which is actually, they're actually foreshadowing the, uh, the final boss. Um, but we'll get into the final boss later, but it's actually um, them collecting the dark e- eco down there and they're uh, quote unquote building the, uh, the robot. Which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. Well, actually, that robot is not the same robot that Golan oh, Maya used. Oh, it's not. It's not. But you said that you said that you fought that bot in the Spider Cave. So, so no, you just climb it. So that robot isn't actually the one that Golan Maya have. It's just, it's a it's a different one. I, I didn't um, know that. So, in an original concept for the game. The uh, final boss was going to be you fighting Golan Maya and that one from the Spider Cave. But they never finished the part in explaining how they got it out of there. And that's why it was it was never in the game. They had to cut it due to time. And then that's I think you- that I think that's why the last part of the game feels so rushed. Like like the whole yeah. like the whole lava crater area, like like the, the part where you're riding all those rails, it was done just in case of time. I didn't know that. Where, where did you see that at? Um, I think it was, it was part of the design Bible. Um, I read, I read part of that and I remember seeing a video. I can't, I can't cite my source to be honest, but I remember watching this video about it. So one thing that I saw um, prior to while we were playing the game and once I beat it, um, I was watching a bunch of like retrospective, videos I like the old jack games and there is an interview with one of the naughty dog developers for the game <clears throat> which i didn't know this um so this actually expl- explains a lot about the game so this game was only being developed by two uh developers uh during its time and i don't think it was two people the entire time but i think it was two developers throughout most of the time this game is being made like throughout startup. And because yeah, and while this game is being made, the rest of the crew were working on uh, Crash Team Racing, which oh my god, another, phenomenal another, game! Another great game. That'll definitely be uh, that'll definitely make its way into the podcast at some point. That'll be an episode. Um, but yeah, only two developers were working on this fucking game, which explains a lot. Um, which I assume they didn't have, but they didn't have a huge time window to work with. Um, but yeah, the the final. Fuck, even the final world in the Citadel and Maya and what's what's her fucking name? Um, is the name Gaia? Gaul and Maya. Yeah, yeah. The final the final uh world is their like uh, hideout, I guess. And the Citadel. They yeah, the Citadel. And that area feels extremely rushed as well. Um But uh but yeah, I thought that uh that robot in the spider cave was the uh the final boss. I thought they were just working on it. No, but that that makes a that's, lot of sense, I guess, because a little bit of background. One of the original because you scripts. do see a you do see a robot in the uh, the Citadel that's under like a force field, which yeah. is the final boss. But um, yeah, it, there's there's other. Ugh, my God, I I will personally have to disagree on the design of the Spider Cave. I think the Spider Cave looks cool. Um, I, I just think, it, but I, I think it succeeds in atmosphere. Like you're, like I you're, just, you're in a fucking 
cave, like you're in a spider cave. There are spiders everywhere. Like there's one part where you run through a whole spider nest to get a fucking power cell. Yeah, and what you run away from a spider? Is that what you no, said? No, you run into a spider nest. Oh yeah, the little baby spiders. Yeah, and like where you like, have to pick up the like yellow me, eco. Like me, I, like, I don't know about you, but I'm fucking scared of spiders, dude. Like, oh, dude, I'm I'm dude, fucking I, terrified. I, like, like they say, men are supposed to be fucking like taking care of that shit. No, dude, I'm I'm on the chair. I'm crying like oh, a little no, bitch. Oh no, but I'm not. I'm, I'm, like, I'm the same way. My 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 girlfriend. Um, we live in a in a lake house right now. In I live in Minnesota, and. Because of where we're at, we're kind of in the woods a little bit and spiders will, I'm looking at, I'm actually, I just noticed a spider web right now while we're recording this podcast and it's fucking huge and it's inside the kitchen and it's freaking me out. But um, anyway, sometimes we'll get the occasional spider or two in the house and I won't fucking touch it. I, I, I dead ass won't. And she'll take care of it. I swear to God, she will. She'll, <laughs> she'll take care of it. Um, you know, she'll wear the pants for that second. Um, I'm just kidding. None of us wear the pants. We're we're pretty equal in our relationship. Um, but she'll take care of it. And there's some times where she'll like, like, oh my God. And I'm like, what? And she'll be like, nothing. Don't worry about it. And she's taking care of a spider because she knows. I, I, I just, I won't. I fucking hate him. And if I see a spider at night before I go to sleep, I, I won't. I won't go to sleep that night. It's hard for me to get to sleep. Nope. And that's, that's part of the reason why I like our sleeping situation, like in our bed. So we have a, we have an AC unit in one of the windows that's next to our bed. And I, that's where I used to sleep. I used to sleep on that side of the bed. But um, one time, um, a tick made its way through the air vent. And I shit you not, the tick was like crawling on the back of my thigh in my sleep. And I didn't, at first I just kept, I thought it was like an itch I had. So I like, I kept itching it. And eventually I just got fucking sick and tired of it. I was like overthinking, thinking it was a spider. And turns out there was a fucking tick on my leg and so I fucking swatted it away and I fucking did what I had to do to take care of it. But from that moment on, you bet your ass we switched spots. And to this day, I do not sleep next to the fucking AC unit in our bed. I, I don't, bro. I, I can't do it. Oh. But um, but yeah, I mean, what I don't like about the spider cave is it doesn't well, I guess I could say this for not only this game, but Jack 2 as well. It, well, Jack 2, it kind of helps you a little bit. But what I don't like about this game is they don't really give you a, like when you're navigating through these little mini uh, worlds, is they don't give you a, I guess, a, a clear like path of navigation. They don't tell you where to go. Well, that's, but I, honestly, I think that's where um, the game kind of <clears> succeeds <throat> too. Because it's like an adventure. You, you're, an like, you're exploring these lands, finding out what you need to do. So you got like, so you just got to find out what to do, find your way. Yeah, and but like, I, but like, also if you talk to like, to like Samos, he tells you to go in the spider caves and clear out some of the lurkers. Yeah, and I guess what would help, I guess my 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 bitching and moaning about this is so if you press pause, you can actually see like how many um. <clears throat> how many of the power cells in that area you've collected in some of the objectives. So the, the, the power cells will pop up on the screen and it'll say like, you did this, you know, free, free seven scout flies. You did this objective. But what I don't like about it is the ones that are grayed out, the ones that you didn't collect yet, 
they don't tell you what you need to do to collect them. And I think that's one of my biggest gripes about it. Yeah. I mean, I, like there, but like I said, I think that's part of the exploration. Like, like yeah, you have to just yeah. like you have to discover where it's at instead of like I know I'm I'm just being a fucking being like, I'm just like, fucking like, I'm just bitching. Like, what if it just said get on top of the rock? Like, oh, well, what rock? Oh, here's a rock. I'm on top of it. Here's well, I mean, thing, you know, like, I under, I understand that argument, but if they if it were to say just get on a fucking rock, you bet your ass I'm gonna go look at every goddamn rock, and that would be fine. At least I have a clear direction of where I need what the, yeah, what I need to do. Well, like. Like, here's a good example. Like, in the Precursor Basin, like, there's a power cell that's just floating in the middle of the air. Yeah. And you have to find a way to get get to it. And so, like, you're on your Zoomer, and, like, there's a fucking, there's a fucking path that goes up these rocks, and then you fucking jump out over the pond and get it. And I just think it's cool you have to find your own way to get to it. And shit like that, you know. So there's um there's a few power cells that I missed in the spider cave because I got the one on top of the robot, which I think was fucking terrible climbing up. Yeah, no, that was um, which, actually I think that's a good test of uh the skills that they give platforming. you, like and yeah. the eco, like you get a good chance to use the orange eco. Oh yeah, and it's 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 just a little mini like platforming section. Just like, I mean, that's what the game is. It's meant to be a platformer. Yeah. Like an action platformer. Um, so yeah, I think, that, but yeah, I think, I think that segment probably has the most difficult platforming parts in the, in the Oh no. Game. Oh no, for sure. Um, I got the one with the baby spiders and then I got the one where you destroy all the dark eco crystals in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, there was a point where I just kept dying because I was trying to figure out where I needed to go what I needed to do because I, I couldn't fucking figure it out. Um, so with that, um, I just said, fuck it. And I had to turn around and I backtracked my way out of the spider cave because I was so fucking fed up with trying to figure it out because I kept dying and it pissed me off. Um, so I just said, screw it. So uh, one of the other levels in the in the that area of the world is the uh, the snow level. Alan fucking hates this level, but I honestly didn't mind uh, it. I thought it was a cool level. I don't hate it. I was just really annoyed with it on my on this playthrough because I ended up falling off the fucking ice more than fucking like five times in a row to just a, just a bad platforming. <laughs> I, I I honestly. <laughs> I was just, so go ahead. I, go I was ahead. Just not fucking having it, man. Not just slipping and sliding. I fucking, I didn't mind it. I honestly find it, I found it relaxing for me because I was so fed up with the fucking spider cave. Um, the snow level was nothing but pure, like, it was like meditation for no. me. I could just relax. No, I, like, <laughs> I, I love the exploration on the fucking, on the uh, snowy mountain for real. Like, that part yeah, for the, me, like, like, where you slip between those trees and then you, like, do a little bit of platforming and you end up opening up all the vents to the orange eco. Yeah, for me it was just it was a soothing, it was relaxing. I could you know ease up a little bit. I was less tense, and I just had a good time. Um, but there was one power cell that I missed again because there's a you have to defeat you you come across these lurkers that are like trying to break into some ice that has like barrels in it. I think they were like explosive barrels of like dark eco. I don't know, but they're trying to break through this ice. And once you defeat enough of those, you get a power cell. And I couldn't fucking find. Like the last one, I, 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 and I went everywhere. I went everywhere in the the. Oh, 
no, you didn't fucking go anywhere because fucking you didn't get the power. So fuck you. I just couldn't fucking find it. And it, I just gave one. Uh, once again, I gave up. I bet I know which one you missed too. Oh, I bet your ass you do. Um, so I said, fuck it. And I fucking left. And it got to a point and I got so frustrated with uh, backtracking and trying to fucking figure out the levels that I got so fed up with it to the point where if if you go around collecting orbs all the time throughout the game, you, you, you're going to be fine because I had collected like 600 orbs or so. And I said, you know what? Fuck this. I went back to like all the other, I went back to the, oh God damn, fuck. Oh my fucking God. Someone fucking, someone fucking help this guy. But I backtracked my way all the way back to all the original levels and I bought power cells from each fucking um, Oracle and I said, fuck this. I'm going to fucking progress the game. I'm done doing this shit. And um, yeah, it took me to the last level and I, I, I'll be honest with you, Alan. I thought that I was going to rage quit like fucking crazy uh, during this last um, Zoomer um, little section. The lava tube? Taking you, oh, dude, yeah, I, taking you to the final world. So the, so the lava tube is my favorite Zoomer section, to be honest. I think it's the coolest one and the most unique one. Oh, it's fun. I love it. Like that whole – the whole section after you uh, get to that big area with the turbine that's like spinning around. Yeah. And then, like, you're just going on these rails at, like, fucking 40 miles. I don't even know. I don't know how fast it goes, but, like, 40 miles per hour on these fucking ramps and shit, just zooming through it. Oh, yeah. And I thought I was going to have so much fucking trouble with it. But, no, I, I actually uh, I think I beat it on the first try. Oh, which yeah. Is, it, which it's, was, uh, it's super clean, too. Like, like, it's just a really fun area. Um my only real gripes is the fucking how like how little fucking air balloons there are. It feels like. Oh no, for sure. But like, also part of the time you're not really having to worry about the lava as much as compared to like the first one. Oh yeah, and um, one of one of my biggest gripes about the the Zoomer levels is if if you're looking to platinum in this game, which I'll be honest, when I you can platinum this game on the first it, run, it's, it's, you can. It's a, it's a very easy platform. Uh, oh yeah and um when we started the playthrough uh my intentions because i did platinum this game on the ps3 um but you know transitioning through you know other playstation consoles i just i i don't know i I had a different account and um i had pure intentions of platinuming this game on this playthrough for my my psn account because i it's just a little flex i like plat i like platinum games that i have a lot of fun with um, if I if I'm having a good time with the video game, I'm gonna try and platinum it. Um, so, you know, I uh, I had pure intentions of doing that, and like I said, like throughout the game, I was just getting frustrated because I didn't have a clear, you know, objective, and I didn't know what to do. So, um, some of these zoomer levels, there's like scout flies scattered throughout the uh, like the lava tube, the mountain pass, all that shit, and it's a little frustrating because sometimes you you don't want to die. But you also like don't want to risk getting the scout fly to do it. So um, sometimes, and what's cool is you can do these uh, sections of the game again. Like it's not just a one and done. Like you you can go back and do them. Oh yeah, the game is essentially a linear open world. Like, oh yeah, it's just one path. Yeah, it's just super <clears throat> like a super long corridor, pretty much. 
Oh yeah, and, and that's and it's surprising because back in the day, I don't think that that was loved. I don't know. I can't speak for everyone, but um, well, like this game is just so it, it, they just did it so well. And the, the the most impressive part about it is that there's like absolutely no loading screens. Oh yeah, I forgot all about that. Yeah, there is. There is not a single, from what I see, it's like, like besides, it, it star, besides startup, there are no loading screens. You die, you're, yeah, like you're right back. Yeah, it doesn't take you to like a black screen with loading, 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 da 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 da. No, like it, there's no loading screen at all. Um, however, I will say there are there are cutscenes, but it's not like a general cutscene where it's like CGI or it's animated. It's just a game. It's in engine. running, and, it, and they yeah, like, and they look phenomenal for the time. They. They do look good, and I will say the voice acting in this game is incredible. I love the voice acting in this game. Yeah, it's whimsical. You really feel like immersed in the world. Like all the and, all the characters feel believable. Yeah, and I will say, I <laughs> this is like a guilty pleasure of mine. I do love like terrible voice acting in video games because I think it's so funny to laugh at. Because like a lot of the times when you get bad voice acting, it's not coordinated right um, and it doesn't sound right. Resident oh. Evil. Um, well, what you like? Hold on, I can't even say a fucking Jill sandwich. Have you heard of that? No, I don't know what you're he's talking like, about. Dude's like talking to Jill Valentine, or the fuck her fucking name is from Resident Evil, and he's like, he almost made a fucking Jill sandwich. He's just awful. I, I, I'll be honest. I'll, I'll be honest. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, dude, dude, it was a big. Which I would love to in the in the future. You bet your ass we're going to be talking about some Resident Evil games. Because um, I, I, I just uh, like a few years ago, I just got into the series. Um, I got, in, well, not a few years ago, maybe like five. Five years ago, I played uh, my first Resident Evil game, which was Seven, Biohazard, um, which I loved. I thought Biohazard was an incredible game. I know Alan still has yet to play through the game. Um, I play, um, I'm through, I'm like halfway through it. I thought it was, I thought it was such a good game. And I loved it so much, like just to add on to it, like the main character's name is Ethan. Um, which my name is Ethan and that game gave me the chills playing it because I would hear his name throughout the game being called and I would just get freaked out and it gave me goosebumps. But um, yeah, that was my first uh, intro to the Resident Evil series. So I went back and I actually bought um, all the original Resident Evil games on my PlayStation, which I haven't played them yet, but I heard 4 is like the greatest game of all time. I have a copy or Resident of Evil game. But 4 is actually getting a remake next year. I've seen that. Which I'm, I'm definitely. Before I play, I will play the original, and I would love for us to do an episode. It, I think it has uh, a VR port coming out too, or it may might oh, already it's, be. It's out. already out. Ooh. The VR port's already out, Ooh. but I heard it's phenomenal. I might have to get it. But I, I mean, we could definitely uh, do that for a future episode, the original Resident Evil Four game, because I would love to go back and play that. Um, but anyway, we're back to back to Jack and Daxter. Um, but yeah, like the voice acting is good. Most of the level design is pretty nice. And the graphics still hold up, and there's no fucking cutscenes in this game. Well, in the in, the in engine cutscenes. Oh yeah, I mean loading screens. There's no loading screens yeah, in the game. My bad. That is contradicted everything that we were fucking blowing yeah. smoke up this game's ass. <laughs> <clears throat> but uh, but yeah, uh, there's no there's no cutscenes. I mean, fuck, damn it, fuck, shit. There's no loading there's screens. No loading God damn screens. it. <laughs> but um. Uh, but yeah, the last world in the game is pretty rushed, just like the uh, the volcanic area, the volcanic crater. Oh yeah, go, go and, to Miles Citadel. 
Um, I actually, yeah. I actually love going my Citadel, but I think it's, I think it's easy. All, all but yeah. like. Oh yeah, talk about it for a little bit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna grab a water real quick. Oh, so yeah. go ahead and uh, blow smoke up so, this fucking last world's ass. So uh, go on my Citadel. Like, so first off, like there's three areas that you have to go to. Each one going to a different sage, except for the green sage who you save last. Um, you go through one section. It's just like three spinning like platforms. You have to climb up it. You go through through a whole little like these little platforms you jump on they're like color coded and if you jump on one like all the other ones are the same color fall oh yeah so they fall and you gotta get make sure you you have enough to get through and it's actually a pretty fat segment for real um but you go through there you save one of the sages and you don't meet these sages until now because they've all apparently been kidnapped and you don't even find that out until you get to the volcanic crater. You just, you yeah, they just like all seem to be gone and no real explanation. That's a that's another gripe I have about this game and the storyline. Um, is so throughout the game, the main objective is just to turn to get Daxter turned back to normal and back to his human uh, body, and for like half the game, you really don't even know if there's a true villain. Because like, you don't find out that the main villain is the guy that you're trying to find to help Daxter turn back until like one of the later worlds. So like right when the game's about to end, you find out that this guy's the fucking bad guy. So it's not it's, it's kind like, of like a twist, it's like but it's they tease him at the beginning, but you don't really know what he's up to and you don't know who he is. Yeah, yeah. Like you go to this fucking little area of the game in the beginning and you're like, who the fuck is this guy? And then that, and there's no explanation until later on when the game's almost over. But, but um, but yeah, the Cynadel is is pretty quick. You just go. It's just a bunch of platforming to rescue the rest of the sages, and then it takes us to the final boss fight. Um, so spoiler, sorry, uh, should have said that earlier. So I mean, if if you're thinking about playing Jack and Daxter in the Precursor Legacy, um, go play it before you listen to the the ending of this podcast. Um, and we'll give it you know our final reviews. Talk about the boss fight real quick, and then but yeah. So let's let's get into this boss fight, Alan. Like, what do we do? How do we beat this thing? All right. So first off, you, you after you save all three of the other sages, you get you unlock a platform that goes up to the top of this of the robot, and you end up saving the green sage, and then he helps put down the force field, and you end up taking an elevator to the top of the silo. You grab some blue eco and you take a little teleporter pad over where Gaul and Mile are trying to open the dark eco silos. So you go over there and you have to shoot eco at their head and then make them make their face blow up. And then you end up grabbing other eco and they end up like shooting like projectiles at you and you have to like jump in the air and avoid their explosions. Yeah. And I think that personally, this boss fight is like epic as fuck, and it's a little challenging it's, at first. It's it's definitely the best boss fight in the game, for sure. And it's it it gets a little challenging in moments. Um, I think I died like twice because I'll be honest with you, when I first started it, I didn't know what the fuck to do. Um, <clears throat> like it doesn't really give you a clear like, hey, do this. Like you just got to figure it out. Which I get it. Maybe I just suck at video games. But fuck you. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> but um. 
but yeah, and then like the final, like how you defeat it is uh, you pick up this light eco. They're like all the sages fucking combined all their powers and made, and that's like falling from the sky. And uh, you pick up this light eco, which is finally brought into the game, and it kind of foreshadows the, uh, I guess, the rest of the series. And that's why I think in and up up top my uh, just props. I don't know what the fuck I'm trying to say, but I just. I'll give props to the fucking developers because they knew what the fuck they were doing and they were confident that this game was going to go on to be as successful as it was to have the sequels. And I think that they already had it, you know, set in stone and they were already writing new sequels uh, because Light Eco is introduced later on in the series. Um, but uh, yeah, you pick up Light Eco, fucking Jack blast the fucking robot into fucking pieces and they fall in the dark Eco and you beat the game. And then also to further foreshadow other parts of the other parts of the series, um, the final, which I think is a huge letdown personally, is uh, there's a huge gate, and in order for you to uh, open this gate, you have to collect every single power cell in the game, and um, depending yeah, on if you have them or not, a hundred of uh, the hundred and one ourselves yeah yeah and depending on if you've done that or not daxter would be like oh great we gotta go on more adventures or uh they'll just open it up and then that um, leads depending on and if, then that leads into the opening of jack too yeah but like when they open the uh the, the door in the first game um if, if you collect if you you know wanted to go through and collect them all is uh this huge white light pops up and you don't get to see what they're looking at they're just like holy shit what the fuck and you don't even know what the fuck they're looking at. So it just cuts and the game's over. And um, yeah, they fucking tease the fuck out of Jack 2. So props to the developers with this game. I thought this game is beautiful. Um, granted, man, I want to give this game so much shit, but I understand that it, you know it is a PS2 game and it came out in 2001. So I feel like I, I almost feel guilty if I, if I roast the fuck out of this game too much without being picky. Because I feel like I'm being picky, but I feel like I have the right to be. Um, but uh, but yeah, Alan. Um, out of ten, what would you what would you rate Jack and Daxter in the Crystal Legacy? Uh, I would give it a seven and a half out of ten. Seven and a half. Why? Um, the story is kind of vast. Like it doesn't explain itself very well throughout the way, but yeah, the lore and the gameplay is all something to to be accounted on like it's all phenomenal and it's, it's just a testament of what naughty dog has been able to do like over time like they just like yeah. they just got done making crash bandicoot like they had to show off what they could do now like like they're not just gonna make another crash game or something like that although both both crash and jack spin but that's a that's a, another that's another argument, but no, absolutely. Like it was <clears throat> like they had to make an identity for themselves, and that's what they went out and fucking did. That's why they're oh yeah, and that's why Naughty Dog is the uh, developers that they are now. Oh, absolutely. Um, for me, if I were to give this game a rating out of ten, um, I might I might give your score a little nudge. I might give it like a seven point eight. Seven point eight. Yeah, yeah. And the reason why I'm not giving it the fucking full eight is <laughs> is because I'm I'm the spider cave, fuck that level. Uh, I think it sucks ass, and I literally have it written down. Spider cave sucks ass. Um the zoomer controls, 
Um, the fact that I can't change the game out of inverted controls and um, I don't know, man, just some of the level design, the story issues, uh, how it doesn't explain itself. And yeah, but other than that, I thought this game was, um, it's a great game. If any of you guys have, you know, a PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, fuck. Um, I recommend you buy this game. Actually, if you're a PlayStation Plus Premium member, you can download Jack 1, 2, and 3 for free. So that's what I'm doing. And even um, X if you're feeling comfy. <laughs> now, nah, fuck that game. But I don't even know if that game's going to deserve its own fucking episode because that game is shit. Um, oh, my God. Don't even get me started on Jack 2. So Alan and I... Um, before we, uh, end this podcast and, uh, you guys can go on with the rest of your lives. I'm just kidding. Um, we're, we're currently in our playthrough of Jack two and oh my fucking God, Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, I already fucking, I already no, have no, fucking, no spoilers, oh, no spoilers, but we're having a great time. <laughs> yeah, no spoiler. Yeah. You bet your ass. I'm having the fucking greatest time of my fucking life. But, um, but yeah, um, that's, that's going to wrap it up for this, this week's episode, uh, for this Jack, everyone. Jack and Daxter and the Precursor Legacy. Um, this has been the first official episode of Archived, and I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, Alan, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at AlanBaldwin1995 or even the Rib Tickler. Um, I'm also on Twitch. Um, I haven't really been able to stream as much lately, but I'm going to try to get back on a schedule just for you guys. So uh, check me out. What's your uh, what's your Twitch username? It's, uh, the Rib Tickler sixty nine. Fuck yeah, I like it. Um, <clears throat> you guys could find me on Instagram, Twitter. Um, fuck, I don't even think I have the same handles for my fucking Twitter and Facebook. I mean, Twitter and Instagram. Um, let's see, my, I know my Instagram is the Real Ryan Valentine. Those of you who know me through music, yeah, um, I make music right now. I'm I'm, I'm kind of going through something uh, with music. Uh, I think it has something to do with like performance anxiety i don't get it myself uh but i do have a single out radio hit uh one of my most favorite songs that i've ever made um i had a great time making that song so i'm on yeah you can it's gas uh you can catch it on spotify uh under ryan valentine songs called radio hit um so a lot of you might know me through music or you just know me because you went to school with me or or you just know me because you think i'm a fucking jackass but whatever fuck you um anyway you can find me on instagram uh under the uh at the real Ryan Valentine or on Twitter you can find me as give me one second uh Ryan Valentine 24. Now uh for the podcast you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and uh you can find us on Facebook. So uh you can look us up the archived cast guys and that's every platform Instagram, Twitter, um Facebook. I, I eventually want to get us a website, but at the archived cast. Uh go follow us um, fuck, even follow us on Spotify, guys. Leave us a five-star rating. It's going to help uh, support the podcast. Um, we're going to be releasing a new episode every single Friday. So Alan and I are going to be playing a new video game every single week. If we can't play the video game, we're just going to watch playthrough and give it our critiques. But yeah, thank you for tuning in, guys. This was, uh, this was oh. a lot of fun. I've been looking oh, forward yeah. to this all week. Oh, yeah. We uh, actually went past the time we expected to go to. We're at almost two hours, so... Yeah, we're about at a minute, uh, an hour forty six. So yeah, I had, I had a great fucking time. I don't know about you, Alan, but yeah, this was a, a this was a good time. It was a good little chat. And um, for future episodes, we would like to bring in uh, guest stars. 
to kind of chime in and give us their thoughts on whatever video game we're playing. So next week we're we're going to be covering Jack Two, and that's every every Friday, guys. Every Friday around noon um, Eastern, we're going to be releasing a new episode. So be on the lookout for that. Um, like I said, follow us. Follow us on Spotify. Hit that notification bell, guys. Um, that way you guys can get notified when we uh, release a new episode. And uh, make sure you're following your social medias so you can be up to date. And again, leave us that five-star rating. Uh, it helps support the podcast um, and encourages us even more. We're, I mean, this is fun for us to sit here and fucking chat, fucking shoot the shit, I should the say, about our favorite video games. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, this has been great. This has been epic. Uh, this has been the uh, first episode of The Archive, and we'll see you guys next week. Adios. Thank you.